Welcome to On Mike with Jordan Rich, conversations I have with creative people from the world of radio, TV, film, live entertainment, and so much more. Today I'm sitting down with identical twins, Anthony and Eddie, the Edwards twins. They're master impersonators of 100 plus musical icons. Their shows are popular coast to coast and they're in the New England area these days, I'll have details. Throughout our chat, I'll be dropping in some audio samples of their work. So here's just one such sample. Do you believe in love after love? I can feel something inside me say I really don't think you're strong enough, no Do you believe in love after love? I can feel something inside me say The Edwards twins are here, Eddie and Anthony. Welcome, gentlemen. It's a little tough to tell you apart, but I think I'll try. Thank you. Thank for you so much us. for having us. We really appreciate really it. Appreciate it's so it. Thank great you. to be here in Boston. Now, people may be asking, which one said that first or who's talking at the same? Let's, let's individually identify and say hello. Sure. Uh, this is Anthony. I'm the older one and the more handsome one. Uh, older by seconds or minutes? Uh, minutes, four minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I'm actually Eddie. I'm the younger one and I'm the prettier one. So Eddie Edwards. Yes. Two, the same yes. name. In, in Eddie E. Edwards at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does the E stand for? Actually, it's Eldon. Oh. E-L-D-O-N. Well, we're going to talk about you guys, where it all stems from and the amazing talent. And we'll be playing clips throughout this podcast interview to just present to the audience some of the magic that happens on stage. They have to really see it as well, because the act includes not just the voice, but the entire persona, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Uh, when we do a character, we do over a hundred different characters. Uh, most of them, we are endorsed by the actual celebrities themselves. Now, how does that work? Do they sign up uh, certificate saying, I hereby endorse you. Do you have a, a knighting ceremony? Do they dub you hereby the official caricature? We actually uh, go through the manager and then we actually meet them uh, most of the time when they're in concert. Uh, and uh, we will go ahead and uh, meet with them, show them video, show them pictures. In some cases, they come and see us mm -hmm. and uh, we will get their uh, critique on uh, our impression of them. And you say you have many who have done that. Yes. M many. The, such as? Such as the last one I did just a few months ago was Lionel Richie. Uh, and uh, the thing is, is when uh, I met him and showed him a picture of me, he literally invited his entire uh, entourage over to look at it. Plus, pictures of me as Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles. He was so blown away and so impressed. And he actually, uh, we got a picture together of him holding a picture of me as him. And now, now, you just mentioned, Anthony, three male artists. We should tell the audience now yes. that you guys have a, an even Steven split here. Yes. You, Anthony, handle the male performers and you handle 
Eddie, the female performers. Correct. Yeah. I do all the famous females. And the reason why is it initially takes me three and a half hours just to do my makeup for my first character. And then I basically just alter my character. Like I'll start out, let's say, as Bette Midler, and then I'll alter my makeup into Cher. And then I'll do Barbara Streisand and then maybe Lady Gaga or, you know, what, what, whatever. So basically in our two hour show, you're getting multiple characters. Talk to me anymore when I come through the door at the end of the day. I remember when. So while you're on stage, this gentleman to your left here is changing and getting ready to do next character male. Yes, Correct. and, and we only have 15 minutes to literally change our look and our costume. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it, and many people will see it. They can go to your website, the. Edwards with an S, twins with an S dot com. And uh, also go there so you can check out where these guys are going to be locally. Saturday and Sunday, the 22nd and 23rd of this month at Nine Wallace, which is a great club in Beverly. And then you're going to be, as we've discussed, in November the 9th, 10th and 11th at the Plymouth Spire Center for the Performing Arts in Plymouth. America's hometown. And that is, uh, by the way, saluting the armed forces, the veterans. So how many shows a year are you guys doing on the road? We are now, we're in our 35th year Mm -hmm. and we are doing 250 shows a year. And let me tell you, that's a lot of lip gloss. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) A lot of wigs and a lot of lip gloss. And by the way, Uh, where's your home base? Las Vegas. Las Vegas. This is where we started. Uh, this is where uh, we met a lot of the celebrities that we do. And uh, we uh, decided a while back to literally take the show on the road just for a very short time uh, in a kind of a hiatus. And it's been so successful that now we're full time on the road and we're, we get back to Vegas maybe once or twice a year. Looked at your site and all the tour dates and all the locations. You're all over the place. And uh, let's talk about where you got this whole thing going. It was Mm -hmm. back in beautiful California. Burbank, Burbank, California. uh, When we were about six years old, our mother would put us in front of the television set. And we basically had a contest who could do the best voice on the television set. And of course, we watched all the great, you know, uh, variety shows like the Carol Burnett show, um, you know, uh, Donnie and Marie, Ed Sullivan, Sullivan, Sonny and Show. So we had a lot of characters to actually as uh, well as our Uncle Jack was a regular on the Sonny and Cher show. That's right. And he he was the announcer. uh, And he worked for George Slaughter. And he was also uh, uh, an actor that did a lot lot, lot, of stuff. Runs in the family, obviously. But you mentioned Carol Burnett. Now, this is a very special mm-hmm. performer and entertainer and a legend who has a lot to say about where you are today. That's yes. right. Yeah. What, how it all basically started, uh, to give kind of the, a short version, is my brother was performing in Toronto, Canada. Carol came to see him and he was doing voices and playing the piano. My brother's a concert pianist. Yes. Um, and so Carol came in, saw him, fell in love with him. Then two weeks later, unbeknownst to her, she came to see 
uh, walked into a nightclub that I was working in at. Beverly Hills. In Beverly when Hills. When she flew back to, okay. to, to, to Beverly Hills. I came out and did Carol for Carol. <laughs> and she loved it so much that she invited me to be on the Carol Burnett show. Carol and Company when the so, Carol so Burnett show this was. This would be done. in what, the early to mid 70s somewhere? Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Carol and, no. and, oh, and, oh, and Carol Company when the she brought of the Carol Burnett show. That's right. Show. When she brought back the actual uh, Carol Burnett show, which was in the 80s. In the 80s. Okay. Well, it's still uh, yeah, quite a few still, years ago. Yeah. So you really owe a lot to this lady who yes. serendipitously showed up at the right place at the right time. Absolutely. Yeah. She we, gave us the idea to actually put the show together because we were working separately. We had our own separate careers. I was on tour with the famous La Caja Fall, mm-hmm. you know, and so and Anthony had his own career. And when she found out that we were identical twins, she said, you guys need to come together and form one act. Two identical twins who look and sound like famous people. You're crazy if you don't put an act together. think I've run into another act like yours uh, with any kind of uh, essence that you guys have. So let's talk about what's involved artistically, because it's certainly the makeup and the and the costuming and the staging, but that's a small part of it. It's really mm-hmm. how you inhabit these characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll ask each of you what your modus operandi is, if you can describe what it is. We'll okay. start with you, Anthony. Well, let's take uh, uh, let's take uh, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Uh, sure. Lionel Richie. The voice uh, took me about five to eight years to get down. Then, after uh, I got his voice down, then uh, I went ahead and I went to um, a wig stylist, mm-hmm. and I had uh, her do about uh, forty thousand dollars in different wigs. Because I didn't know what look I wanted to do. Did I want to do the way you look now or did I want to do 80s or all that stuff? Quite an investment. Yes. Then, of course, the, the costuming, our jackets are probably close to uh, $15,000 to $20,000 each. Wow. Just just for the gl- glitzy j- jacket. The makeup, the custom-made uh, mustaches, the custom-made dental uh, uh, dentures, uh, those were probably close to about $10,000. And, and, and let me just stop you for a second. Are you involved? Is there a stage company helping you with all this stuff, or are you guys We solo? go to independent makeup artists and wig uh, okay. stylists all over the world. I see. Okay. Uh, and uh, so, and that's, and so once everything got together, because you have to uh, understand, up to this point, I didn't even know if the look was going to, you know, work. Because again, a white guy doing an African-American, you know, that that can be really, really touchy. And so um, I, I didn't want to do a spoof, but I had to be the actual characters and yeah. uh, and not offend any, any, anybody. And of course, he sanctioned it and loved it. Yes. And as did the Ray Charles family. Yes. Right. And uh, and Stevie Wonder. Yeah. When, when we met Stevie Wonder and showed a picture to his manager, 
uh, and his people, I mean, they were just, they were dumbfounded. They, they, they couldn't believe it. And we'll ask the same question to you, Eddie, in terms mm-hmm. of your approach to becoming these characters, to really perfect the idea that you're acting in someone else's yeah. vision and someone else's personality. How, how do you go about it? Well, basically, I, uh, the voice is the most important thing for me because being the fact that I'm a man, so if I can be able to do the voice, then I start working on the look. So um, basically, once the voice is out of the way and I basically, you know, find the right voice and, and if it if it sounds right to me, I'll pass it through Anthony and he'll be a yay or an, a nay. Um, and then, like, for example, my last character that I that I put together, I've only been doing a year is Dolly Parton. Now, Dolly has a very distinctive voice very distinctive voice. And so very high pitch, um, you know, so it took me probably about two years to be able, because once I did it for Anthony, Anthony said, it, it's awful. It's just awful, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Who it better was better than your brother. To right. Tell you exactly. That. Yeah. And so I, I worked on that once I got it, then I started to work on the look. Now that mm. of course, you know, was, you know, very difficult because she wears a lot of makeup. Now, when a man wears a lot of makeup, he has a tendency to look very draggy, which is not our act. We're not a drag act at all. We are basically celebrity illusionist. We make you believe that you're actually seeing and hearing the actual character you, right in front of you. You, you said it uh, earlier, Anthony. This is not a spoof. It's not a takeoff. No, this is a no. homage, if you will. Our goal was to, is to set and always have been set impressions up to uh, the highest level and not to be able to be a weekend warrior and just put on an Elvis wig. And you know. Almost every impressionist I've talked with and every actor I've talked with, I've asked the same question. Is there the, the one that got away that you just have had trouble nailing? I know for years people would say, uh, certain people in the business would say, I always had trouble with Bob Hope. And then all of a sudden I heard a guy do Bob Hope and he nailed it. So is there is there one or two out there that you're still working on that has been elusive? Yes. My next character, which I tried uh, a while back, and unfortunately I was too heavy in the face. Now I'm not. And my, my wig stylist at that time uh, uh, couldn't nail it. Now it's entirely different is, and because I wanted to get a character where the young kids knew the music and the older people. And that person is Frankie Valley because nobody sounds like Frankie Valley. They do the Jersey boys where they sing in the high voice, but they don't sound like, like Frankie Valley and they don't look like Frankie Valley. And I'm doing him from his solo career. From like the 80s. Okay, right. The Grease on. Right, exactly. I watched a lot of video of you guys in preparation Mm -hmm. for this interview today. And one of them was uh, you, I guess, Anthony, as Andrea Bocelli. Yes. And was it you as Streisand? Yes. And I've got to tell you, that was breathtaking in terms of the look and the moment and the song and the beauty Mm -hmm. of the song. And I'm still blown away by both of your voices, but particularly yours, Eddie, because you're reaching super high octaves mm-hmm. 
uh, you would be if you were in a choral group, you'd be the boy soprano, obviously, because you can hit those. <laughs> you can hit those high right. notes, right? And you know, it's it's. Thank you very much. And and uh, it's interesting about that particular song, which is uh, the prayer is what the prayer, yes, the prayer. Right, right. And basically, you know, they never recorded that song. Barbara and Andre and Bocelli never recorded that song ever. But being the fact that we are impressionists, we could actually re- recreate that. It was originally done with Celine Dion, and of course, I do Celine, so we actually have done that as Celine. But being the fact that when I don't do Celine in the show, we do it as uh, Barbara Streisand and uh, and and Andre Bocelli. And I never wanted to do that song because. I, I mean, I have a hard enough time speaking English. Yes. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, Bocelli is going to speak uh, other languages, including I, I Italian. I basically didn't give him a, a, a choice. You know, after him declining me for four years in all, I said, we're doing this song. I said, learn it. And finally, he he did. And and it's a showstopper now. T- tell me about the thrill it must be for you guys to work with the people you've admired and the people you've actually done impersonations of impressions of to actually work side by side with these people in the yeah. same theater. Yeah. Um, t- tell, tell them the C- Celine Dion story. Oh, okay. So um, we were performing in um, Montreal and we were working with the same promoter that promoted Celine for a lot of her, you know, um, st- early stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had basically, I'd found out that some of Celine's, um, uh, uh, relatives were in the audience and they absolutely loved my impersonation. Um, so um, they all got together and they allowed me to be able to um, be able to go and see Celine. Mm-hmm. Um, and she invited me backstage um, and I showed her photos of me and she went absolutely nuts. She went absolutely crazy. She said, if I'm ever sick, she says, you're (laughs) filling in for me, you know? And at that time she was doing a a hologram of Stevie wonder. And she had joked to Eddie. She said, now tonight your brother's going to come on and do uh, Stevie wonder. Right. Mm. And so that was, well, long story short, the the, the, uh, next day, uh, Celine's uh, uh, manager called and said that, um, yeah. Um, um, basically, it was uh, her stepson, uh, Patrick, um, uh, uh, Renee's son. And she said, you know, Celine spent the whole evening looking at you and your brother's website and said uh, to tell me to tell me that um, she is one of our biggest fans. Isn't that great? Well, you know, you're impressing your audiences because they they love you guys. But when you know that the celebrities themselves have become interested and one might say fans is really mm-hmm. a an honor to be in the show business that you uh, that you are in. Uh, I asked you off air about other projects. You've got shows all over the place, hundreds of them. You've got the Vegas uh, headquarters. Mm-hmm. Television, film, things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got something coming up. Yeah, I, I actually just finished a, a big project with uh, Michael Douglas. It's one of the biggest things I've ever done in my career. Uh, I spent um, about uh, a week uh, and a half on the set. Mm-hmm. Um, it was absolutely amazing. Now, I signed a, a contract with Warner Brothers because it hasn't been released yet. Okay, but where but will it be released? It, it is going to be re- released in November, and everyone will indeed – 
know about it. Well, if it's Michael Douglas, obviously it's a exactly. huge deal. And yeah. Netflix, correct? Netflix. Okay, correct. good. That's great. Television. Television appearances. Yeah. Um, actually, you know what? Right now we are uh, tentatively working on a documentary that is going to uh, be with a big uh, uh, outlet. Uh, again, unfortunately, okay. I can't say anything, but the thing is, is it not just is it going to be a documentary, but it may turn into a reality Sis series. Well, so, I, something that we have declined for years to do, uh, but now I think is a, a good time if it if mm. you know if it happens. Now I've got to ask you the question that all twins, particularly identical identical twins, get asked: uh, Do you each finish each other's thoughts? Do you have when you're separated by many miles? Do you have similar? Mental pictures, things mm-hmm. like that. Because I say that about identical twins particularly. Yes, yeah, all, all the, the time. time. Oh, yeah. You just did it. <laughs> exactly. You just did it. Yet, it's very interesting, and the documentary will point this out. We are so much alike, it's scary. But on the other hand, we're literally opposites. Yeah. We're as much office opposites as we are the same. Yes. Well, it's interesting that you each feature uh, different gender in terms of the, the role play, Yeah, which is kind of cool. So you don't crossover in that area. Yes. And uh, there's no end to the potential subjects. No, no, there's not. And the thing is, is when somebody sees an Edwards twin show, it's always different. We never do the same show, the same place. Uh, It's always different because we always do uh, because we do a hundred different characters. So when they come back, it's always somewhat of a different show. Well, I think you're offering a lot for two guys who look a lot alike in real life. They look a lot different on stage because they're playing all these characters Mm -hmm. and bringing us music as opposed to patterns, let's say. And uh, the the other question I asked you earlier that I'd like you to come back to is we all know about impressionists, people who impersonate actors and so forth. But singing impressions, Mm -hmm. it I contend require a lot more skill because you have to be a good musician and a good vocalist. Yes. Am I right about that? Absolutely. I think that there are so many wonderful, and we love them all, vocal impressionists that can do, you know, impressions of actors. And that's a talent in in itself. But to be able to nail the singing voice of someone like Andrea Bocelli, uh, the thing is, is that definitely uh, takes years and years and years of training and skill to be able, because that's that's an impression you can't pull off. No, and if you're off by just a smidge, oh, yeah. then they, the audiences will know that. Oh, boy, do <clears throat> they ever. And also Italian, because you have to understand, we, uh, you know, uh, Italians, uh, you know, a lot of them, uh, it, it's their first language. Of course. And if your pronunciation is <clears throat> not right, they will let you have Oh, absolutely. Uh, when I teach voiceover students and uh, they want to do characters, I always say you have to be consistent with your character, even mm-hmm. f- for 30 seconds. You can't vary and yes. and veer off course. No. And it's so true. And I guess the secret to it all is how you hear it and yes. your ears. Yes. that are Your ears. Yes. That's, that's it. Because, you know, your ears 
are the most important thing when you're doing an impressions because you pick up small little details that no one else does. Mm. But yet when someone hears an impression, they're like, that's it. That's dead it. on. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we've been listening, uh, sprinkled out throughout this interview, we've been listening to just a few samples. And uh, there's no question people know who those people are that you're yes. mm-hmm. paying tribute to, but they can see you guys in action, certainly all over the country. And this, this podcast goes all over the world. But in the local market, let me do the plug again. You're going to be Saturday and Sunday, the 22nd and 23rd of September this month at a really nice club in Beverly called Nine Wallace. And then in November, you've got three gigs, 9th, 10th, and 11th, a salute to the Veterans and Armed Forces at the Plymouth Spire Center for the Performing Arts. Have you guys been to Plymouth before? Yes. Uh, a matter of fact, every time we go there, we completely sell out a month in advance. Yeah, it's, so, it's a great Oh, I, I love that performance. Theater, and, and the owner's great. And people can go to the Edwards with an S, twins with an S dot com. Yes. It can link to all these things, get tickets. And yeah, so because forth. we're we're also doing our holiday show in Totten. We also going to be in, in Middleton so they can get all of those. Um, uh, uh, information. And if by any chance you have anyone from Singapore listening, we're going to be in Singapore I in saw October. That. And by the way, have you guys seen the new movie, uh, Crazy Rich Asians? No, but I hear it's phenomenal. What, just go to see it so you'll know what you're getting yourself into. The most right. beautiful city I think I've ever seen. Wow. Yes. Unbelievable. Uh, it, Incredible. It is, we were there uh, uh, many years ago. And when I tell you, we are so happy to be going back because we're doing the big casino there. Uh, and uh, it just is such a magical city. Well, congratulations on your success. Thank, Thank you. you. On doing what you love to do, what you were doing when you were six years old, and doing it to the delight of millions. Thank you very much. Thank you for ha- Thank having you us. so much for having us. Oh, it was delightful. It means I, the world to us. Uh, it was delightful. And hearing some of the samples will really give people a kick. The Edwards Twins, my very special guest. Go to the Edwards with an S, twins with an S dot com. And thank you once again for listening. This is Jordan thanking you for listening to On Mike with Jordan Rich, available on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, Android. Appreciate you subscribing, downloading, rating, and reviewing this podcast if you get a chance. On Mike is produced at Chark Productions in Boston. Until next time, be well so you can do good.